Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Ride on. Bonjour, bonjour, buongiorno. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central, And you can log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I am pretty good. I'm pretty good. We, uh, we've got the rest day tomorrow. Yes, I know. Looking forward to that. But, are we, mate, are we, are we doing that? That four-hour lunch at the last <laughs> one was pretty good, but the no, way no. you the way you got stroppy at the end because you couldn't have your creme brulee. Um, we, so we need to. I've got. To, I've either got to butter butter up the staff at that restaurant, yeah. or we've got to find somewhere else. Or we can say a four hours meal counts for the two rest days. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. You want a day off completely? Day off me? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> we'll Jesus. keep you updated on this creme brulee. Slash tiramisu uh, saga. Uh, he doesn't like tiramisu. <laughs> it's shocking. You know? <laughs> That's only a list of, uh, of something very long. But anyway, uh, what a stage we had yesterday, stage 15. Yes. Uh, we, you know, we always say throughout the course of this podcast, uh, the Giro can be chaotic. And then bang, from kilometer two, you know, we thought it was, we thought it was on. And then bada boom. It was, yeah. And from the very top, I'll just say really happy for the winner. Yes. Really, really yeah. happy for the stage winner. He's been hunting not just for a year. He's been hunting for two or three years yeah. at the Giro d'Italia. He was. It was a special ride, and I won't say his name. We'll go into no, no. Actually, yeah, let's 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 go and talk about the winner. Yeah, uh, because in the end, the stage was. I don't know. Uh, I'm not well, going to say boring, but there's there's been a, a lot of things happening. You were underwhelmed a bit, weren't you? Yeah, I you, was. No, you're allowed well, to be. But uh, I, I, I was because it was what you predicted. You just went okay. Break away, boom, and then the the uh, uh, the peloton just basically. You want to morph from the GC guys? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want them to have a day off. They got, you know, they got the the coin stage tonight, know, which we'll I get know, to. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, but let's listen uh, to Victor Campenard. So because he's won this stage and he was absolutely brilliant at it. Oh, victory! Can you tell us what went through your mind in the last few kilometers and when you crossed the finishing line? Um, it was just uh, an amazing day uh, with the team. Uh, we don't have the, the the guys in the team that will do the uphill finishes and the coming days are extremely hard so we decided to go all in today and Max had 100% faith in my performance gave a little bit of pressure but I'm so happy to finish this off uh, and the guys both also did the same uh, crazy result for a team like ours Quebeca Azos um, this is fantastic. We have a Giro with three victories. Um, we struggle to stay, al stay alive as a team, um, but we managed to stay alive. We are looking for a big sponsor. And um, I think uh, with three victories in the Giro, we make a great statement. We are racing for a greater purpose. We will always race, race for a greater purpose, no matter what sponsor will join the team. Um, 
but we hope we will have this sponsor and stay alive uh, for a long, long time and make bicycles change lives, bring bicycles in Africa to give chances for better education and better a better life. There you go, Victor, Campenard, and some, some really good words here because let's remind us that uh, Team Kubeka is, uh, is is a charity, basically, Kubeka, yeah. and they are providing a uh, bike for kids in Africa, and this is a good thing. And also, they are looking for a sponsor. I mean, the, the cat it's, is out of the bag. Yeah, <laughs> well, look, I'm not sure about anyone else, but when they, they almost didn't um, continue uh, After this year. That, uh, Dim Dimension Data. Yes. They were Dimension yes. Data, yeah, remember? They've had, yeah, they've had a few sponsors over the years. But you've only got to look at this year's. Quebecer is a charity. Yeah. It's an incredible one at that. So that's one of their sponsors. And then ASOS, which is a premium cycling clothing brand. Cycling clothing companies don't have that much money. Yeah. They, they're they profitable. They make money. But to sponsor a professional cycling team yeah. to the tune of 20 million euros a year, no. So we always knew their budget was really small. And I was scratching my head saying, gee, they must be just surviving. So yeah. let's hope they do get something because they are it is a great team it's africa's only world tour squad absolutely yeah and um headed up by doug Ryder, former pro um sort of from my era from the sort of mid 90s to 2000s he raced so they got they got some really good people um, yeah absolutely it. you mentioned about uh the way he crafted this victory oh. i mean from the first start boom he just went and attacked the road and the course was neutralized. Yeah. Uh, neutralized because... Two uh, starts. Yeah, two starts, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a big crash has happened. I mean, we see massive. a couple of uh, photos here, but uh, massive We didn't crash. see the vision. We yeah. never saw the no. vision. They got the aftermath because it was full gas across, how would you call it, water, water right of the side. Yeah. And they said there might be crosswinds. I wasn't expecting there to be because they said the wind would be low. Yeah. Carbonates was in the first attack of the day. Yeah. Then the mass neutralized it. Should Question have, for you. I'll ask you too. Question for you, actually. Should they have neutralized mm. the race or should is it a race incident? And yeah. where well, it was you, a race incident. Exactly. The, the, the flags had come in. Where do you draw the line? How many riders do you need in a crash to, to neutralize? Yeah. And I think the, the guys, Robbie and, and Kino, yesterday mentioned this in a comment. It doesn't happen often, but it happened before. Yeah. Uh, they mentioned 2003 at the Tour de France, yeah. if I remember. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't happen often. But what do you think, uh, guys from the Catch Peloton? Did you think the race should have been neutralized or the first group? Should have gone, uh, but the fact is, Campenards was in the both. He was in both, and you because know he did it again. They had four guys or five guys in the first yeah. split, apparently. Absolutely. So I'm sort of happy the outcome because they it they absolutely it, yeah. worked for it, yeah. earned it, and um, yeah. Absolutely. Great. Let us know if you think uh, the race should have been neutralized or not uh, in the comment box below. Uh, but now let's listen to the director sportif from Kubica. Uh, we've heard him before, but I just want to play you this footage uh, to the end. We, we didn't Pretty cut cool. uh, the whole thing. It's Art Vierhuten. Art, talk to me while you're still excited. Oh man, Come this on, is tell unbelievable. Me. Tell me. We had the plan. Gosh. Yeah, we, we had a plan from the start and uh, first time start, unfortunately, it was a big crash and that's a shame, of course. Uh, yeah, but we were already gone, actually, and then neutralized the race and uh, we tried to avoid uh, to go in that uh, feeling of the, of the crash. So I said to the riders who were in front, like, come on, guys, keep the spirit, keep the spirit. Once the car is gone, you can go again. And yeah, if you have three guys in the front group of 15, uh, you have to lead a little bit the break, of course, but it happened again because of the wind was that strong. And yeah, if you're born in the Netherlands, you know what wind can do in a peloton. So uh, it's great. And then 
the opportunity for Victor Campenaerts after so much tries already and two times second last year and now we win the stage. Uh, it's amazing. He's an amazing guy. And not one, but two, but three stages. Has this exceeded your expectations for the Giro this year? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we went in here for classif uh, classification from Pozzo Vivo and, and for the sprints for Giacomo. And we had some free riders. We know we have strong riders with us. A strong team, actually, with Max and Lucas today in the front working for Victor. Victor was all the time, wait, wait, calm down, calm down. And then in the last lap, he said, okay, go. It's the moment. So, yes, uh, he fought for it. He fight for it uh, till the line. I, again, Oscar was, of course, with him, Oscar Riesebeek. But we knew they were compatible. We, well, I'm not really sure he's, he's winning from Oscar, but yeah, on this cut. Oh, there we go. So much, uh, so much joy in that team, and they yeah. can honestly, they can, they deserve it. Three wins, uh, and again, losing their their leader, the outright leader, with the plan they had going into this Giro. They the lost him early. Yeah, the, the the morale must have been so low. Yeah, but then now it's complete success. Uh, Nizzolo, we know Nizzolo retired as well. Yeah, uh, from from this race as well, but uh, they keep on winning. You yeah, know, they, they keep on winning without the, the two guys. Yeah, it's pretty cool, and, and it just shows that the. Yeah, it was everything he said in that was quite interesting from Verhalten, and just the fact that they rebooted. They had to, yeah. they had no choice. Once they lost Pots of Evil, they went, okay, now we've got to go stage wins. And maybe the Chiclamino, and look, it was probably possibly a, a choice for Nitzelo. Yeah. He didn't start the day, so I think he's withdrawing for mm -hmm. other races to come. But Nah, it just shows what a team can do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you for your answers on the question we just asked you. Should or should they not have neutralized uh, the race? We've got, uh, we will show some of them here. Uh, Tina is, uh, said they did the right thing. We've uh, got Adam that says he thinks that if there are no ambulance left in the convoy, yeah. then therefore they have to uh, basically stop the well, race. Well, that's what Christian Prudhomme did, I think, back in, was it A3? Or, yeah, or, absolutely. Yeah, he, he was concerned there weren't enough um, and, and ambulances. This is, this is what Gina is saying as well. Uh, they neutralized it because all the doctors were attending at the peloton, so they had yeah. no more yeah. medical staff staying. Yeah. Uh, they did the right thing. Okay, so the fans have basically, spoken. yeah, you've absolutely, spoken. Okay. absolutely. You, you. You've been following uh, the whole thing. So yeah, well, questions um, are yeah. We're just uh, checking. You've been watching. I know exactly. But yeah, yeah there's Peter that says racing is racing. No stop and waiting. Oh, damn. There's a, uh, cool. that's, that, cool. that's an opinion, and and, yeah. and I sustain this. That's why we we ask the questions mm. here. Uh, anyway, uh, the team happy. You know somebody else that is still in pink is again Bernal. He's like he's here. Good day, he's off. Yeah, good uh, day. It's uh, I know I said the the stage was probably a little bit boring, but mm -hmm. uh, did they take? Do the the GC guy took this as a almost a day off? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Pretty much. So, yeah. Apart from that first section, and then obviously, well, they didn't all survive the crash because of Manuel Bookman. Yeah. Which is a real shame. Um, but other than that, the other GC guys got through it. So, no, they take it as a quasi day off. Okay, let's listen to again, Bernard. I think it was uh, an easy day for us uh, behind. Uh, I mean, people and uh, <laughs> I'm pushing for sure they they expend a, a lot of energy, but uh, I think for the rest of the peloton was uh, an easy day. Uh, it was yeah windy and a bit uh, rainy in the, in the final, but uh, then it was okay. Have you had uh, some time to think about uh, tomorrow's stage? Can be more uh, rain? 
now finally you are just focused on on today's stage and yeah uh, then in the evening you can start to to think about about tomorrow but uh, i was just focused on today all the best for tomorrow thank you so much all the best for today of course uh, do you actually before we move on to the next subject do you really think they really thinking day by day and not he's not thinking about tomorrow or, or is it still there back of his it's mind it's back but, of the mind yeah. totally look they've they've earmarked the, the 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 crucial days obviously the big mountain days they would have wrecked them so it's always there but you can't be thinking about it really when you're on the start line the day before yep. you're, you're purely focusing on so no no he, they say it and i know it's a throwaway line and it's a cliche but that's about as simple as it is yeah day okay. by day yeah. once you start getting ahead of yourself you can just miss something in yeah. the detail you know absolutely let's move on to uh, something that we learned a couple of hours Ooh. ago uh, and it's a new I'll give flipper. you full <laughs> through your contacts this is gold yeah this i think it, i think it's, it's some sort of cycling gold yeah. uh, well done. remember this oh no not this one oh so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i'll give you full credit for that mock-up but mate that it's, my head mock-up twice the size of the guy's body come on anyway we had a bit of fun yesterday with uh, yeah. with this but uh that moment you know that yes. particular moment uh in the stage uh uh, two days ago, which made pretty much everyone cringe. Yeah, okay? I, I, I haven't seen one comment of a person saying, "Come on, it wasn't that bad." Yeah, <laughs> it was absolutely. Crazy. Well, we had some really good, some really interesting development uh, in in this because through the Italian press, we've learned this. They call him Il Cretino di Zoncolan. Yeah. Okay, so that man has got a nickname now. Uh, but when you dig a bit further into this article, and I translated it here, it looks like apparently is Gilberto Simoni that yeah. took that guy out of doing some stupid things on the road. Rugby and who, tackled him. <laughs> and who is Gilberto Simone? Gilberto Simone, Gilberto, he won on the Zoncolan. He's he, the last one to have won on the Zoncolan on that side. On that side. Yeah, back in... Uh, 2003. Was it three? Oh, three as well. And he's won the Giro twice. Yeah, absolutely. One of the, one of the greats of Italian cycling. Like this article is saying, he tackled this guy with his mate and his wife. They <laughs> so took, his they wife took, they, they, they took that nutcase out that is hilarious. Intention. That is and it is hilarious at that actual point of the stage. Yeah, such a crucial <laughs> point because he was just ahead of Tank at uh, um, second place at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Trapnik, Trapnik, yeah, and um, he could have he could have been knocked off. Yeah, completely. So Simone, he's effectively won on the Zonkelin again. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and and I, like, I like the comment on he said, yeah, he was hyper excited. He didn't listen to anyone and was really uh, demon possessed. <laughs> uh, but with possessed, the help I of it. Yeah, but with the help of everyone, we managed to keep him uh, at bay and with good luck. So well that done, like well Simone. Well done, Simone. You know, if I had my orange jersey of the day, I would put the oh, orange jersey of the day. To. Yeah, we'd have to give <laughs> absolutely. Him, yeah. Uh, so let's look at uh, what's uh, happening tonight, uh, because we want to have a big focus on what's happening uh, tonight as the, it's the stage. One. It's a big one. It's also known as the Chimacopi. So tell us why this is the Chimacopi. What is the Chimacopi? Well, copy, obviously, after Fausto copy, but the Chima is, it's the highest point of the race. Yep. So it's called, what's it called in the Tour de France? There, there is a word. There is <laughs> yeah, a word there is, but I can't remember. Oh. I'll come I back to you. Surely you'll save me from that. Okay, we'll come back to that. Yeah. But the Chima copy, so that's the highest point in the race. But that is sort of a side note, really. That's the icing on the top, or the snow on the top, yeah, if you exactly. like. But it's over 5,000 metres of climbing. 
on this stage. Yeah. It is massive. It is in a beautiful part of the world. If you haven't been to the Dolomites before, if you've been to Italy and and let's say you've done the Alps or you've done the Pyrenees, you're rubbing not... it. You're rubbing it again. Have you, have you done the Dolomites? I haven't been to Italy. Man. It's <laughs> the Dolomites are off the charts. Yeah. It's incredible. It really is incredible. So um, let's look at the, the profile here. Yeah, I've highlighted a yeah. couple of uh, uh, interesting teeth. points. Uh, from the word go, it's pretty much upper world. It is. So 5292 meters of climbing. La Crosetta is the first, 13 and a half kilometers at 6.8% average. That's the start. So yeah. it's only climbers breaking away. There's no sort of in betweeners or sprinters getting away. Paso Fadea, 8.3 at 9.4. Paso Podoi, 11.3 at 6.4, and then the Paso Giao at 9.8 kilometers. So 42, a total of almost 43 kilometers of climbing, five, three meters gained. And the finish in the descent. The Coppacimi, Jim Acopia, jumbling our words up today. <laughs> and and then, and and what else? Robbie McEwen, was he last night saying? Well, he was saying this yesterday. The weather, the weather will play a part. Yesterday in the coverage, if you follow the, the stage yesterday, uh, Robbie was checking several towns across the course uh, and several climbs. And he was like, now, nah, 100% rain on this. Now, nah, 100% rain on this. So what we see here today, guys, it's, I would say it's a provisional uh, profile. Do you think yeah, there is a chance that some of the this stage could be cut short because we have snow, because we have hail, because we have a dangerous if it's, if road. it's super brutal? Mm -hmm. it, you know, it's quite interesting. I said to you before, Cortina d'Ampezzo, where the stage finishes, which is again just like beautiful place, part of the world. I was there in 2012 uh -huh. when the stage finished there, and I'm pretty sure. Well, I know which climate was. They had to cut the Gavia from the Giro that day mm -hmm. because there was too much snow. Absolutely, yeah. But it was always planned to be in, and it was at the last minute, I think, it had, it was snowing, and it was like slush, sleet, so they had no, no choice. But they, they literally pulled it at sort of 9 o'clock that morning. Yep. So we won't know potentially for another few hours' time. Yeah, absolutely. I hope not. I mean, I, I hope me neither. We get it all in. Me neither. But when you think about it, there's there's, there's a case for it. For uh, as someone said in a, in the comment here, mm. uh, descending on the wet, descending in the wet is dangerous at best. Uh, but when you go if it's only wet like roads, this, if it's only wet roads, yeah, then I I, I don't see anything but well, I don't I don't see why they should shorten it. Yeah. Sleet, sleet and snow. It's a different story, yeah. but you know. Tell us, tell us what you line. think. Tell, tell us, us what you think. Tell yeah, us what you think in the box below. Uh, interact with us because, as you see, we, we read the comments and we put them on screen and we discuss them. So tell us what you think. Uh, where where is the threshold uh, for danger? And look, if I can just say, half of the stage sits above twelve hundred meters, so it's going to be cold. So half of the stage, that second half of that graph where it just goes up. They're going up, obviously, to 2,000 metres three times, and they finish at 1,200 metres. Yeah. They finish at 1,200 metres. Yesterday, in, in the yeah. coverage again of the stage, the guys discussed about uh, the the equipment. What 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 gear do you bring? How many further jackets? In your heyday, yeah. in your heyday, uh, how, how like what would have been? How would you prepare for something like this? Knowing yeah, the weather, do you do that a little bit different? I mean, we actually had pretty good clothing options back. You know, it's not that long ago, wasn't? I was on post woolen era, <laughs> on post woolen jumpers. No, but I mean, you just you have your wet pack full. You might put a spare set of shoes, 
you probably have a well, you, you actually nowadays they all have a spare set of shoes in case yeah. something you know a buckle breaks or so you might put your shoes spare set of booties you might put a whole set of kit yeah on a day like today just because if you're if you know you're not racing for the, the gc you know you're going to be out in trouble so whose responsibility to have the thicker jacket to have the extra pair of gloves to have the i know the the scarf all this sort of thing is it the swingers is it each rider oh, how does that work it's the right i'd imagine that's the riders but the, the swingers and the directors would be giving the directive hey guys don't forget give us your wet bags or, yeah. or the wet bags are probably already there yeah, yeah. they're just loading them up with yeah. a little bit of extra <laughs> yeah which is true the wet bags stay in the car yeah for the whole race okay and if you don't need them you don't need them and right? what what about food do you uh, do you you, gotta do eat, you tend you to eat. go like well do you tend to go okay i'll have a bit of hot tea or is it like different oh, kind of yeah. drinking can you there'll be, there'll be different different teams different riders individual preference yeah but you will certainly have guys that will go oh, i want a hot tea and you literally will a couple of italian teams i raced on yeah would get the hot tea okay and i never knew what was going on what i was going to get <laughs> and then i'd Grab a hot tea, and be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, burn the throat. But it, when it's it's not it's not on the finishing climb, or the or the padoy, the the chimicopi, it's not getting above four degrees. Yeah, this is. But remember, if it if it by some miraculous chance it stays dry, four degrees at the top. It's only at the top. Yeah, and they're climbing, so they'll be hot. That's if it's dry. So Robbie had a statistic saying it goes the up or down a degree by by. Uh, by 100 meters, you go high or something like this. Yeah. Uh, well, so... look, I have looked at the weather forecast as of half an hour ago. Doesn't look as yeah, but... brutal. Okay. But you're in the mountains. You're high in the mountains. It can close in yeah. at any chance. So yeah. Let's talk about, uh, again, when you look at the, the, the profile, uh, which I'm going to uh, bring back up here. Uh, if you look at this profile, uh, let's talk about Simon Yates. I want mm. us to have a quick focus on Simon Yates. Uh, how do you think... He will go on something like this. Is this is labeled as the Queen Stage tonight? Uh, is this where he can actually make a mark, or will he still protect himself? Be cautious. Be behind Bernal. Try to control this and not necessarily seize an opportunity today. I think he'll be cautious until the last climb. But if he if he senses Bernal is in trouble, he will go for it, one hundred percent. But I think he'll wait till the last climb. Okay. I, th I think most of the GC guys. We'll I wait. think we'll yeah. wait. Okay, if they've got anything there to show. Let's go back to an interview you had with uh, with Cam Meyer, and mm. he tells us a bit more about how and how how Simon Yates is is about, like he's going into this race, mm. and how is he just on big days like this? That's Cameron Meyer. He's a he's a definitely a calm personality. He doesn't like stress. So, uh, in those stressful situations, you've got to you just got to let it be. He he actually likes to. Just race. Um, he's a real bike racer, actually. He doesn't like uh, real traditional. Uh, he likes traditional stuff where you get onto a climb and it's just mano a mano and the best legs talk. He doesn't like all the the real uh, scientific tactical um, stuff that maybe goes on pre-race. He rather lets the road uh, dictate what's going to go on. And and so if you cause too much stress in a meeting beforehand, he doesn't like it. So you're actually, our, which is good for us because our meetings actually become a little bit, a uh, bit shorter. Uh, but yeah, it, he's in a good place, and uh, I think he's he's ready to go over the next three weeks, and I think he should be right up there amongst the favourites. So that this interview there was just before the the Giro. It's interesting looking at it now, exactly in retrospect. But that's why I put it yeah. back here. Let's go back retrospectively. 
pretty much what Cam said is happening. It's at the point. It's yeah. at the point. Yeah. Right, right to now, everything he's saying is correct. So that's good. That's I mean, they 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 sh- had good reason to feel confident. Yeah, his build up has been perfect to to the Giro. So look, yeah, as we said yesterday, at this stage, he's he's the only one I think. It can beat Bernal yeah. if it, if it is at all possible. Okay, there's a comment here as well on Remco. Uh, mm. Here, uh, Denis says Remco could lose two to three minutes tonight on the descending only, uh, because we know he's been a bit more. He's uh, been a bit edgy, a yeah. Bit edgy on point, the descending, good so, point. So yeah, that, that's been a. Oh, it's a nervous day yeah. for for different reasons for different riders. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Uh, let's listen also to to Matt White. So we spoke to Matt White before again the the, the Giro. So let's check back of what he was saying about you know the strategy and where they are at specifically on sort of days like this and compared to what they've learned from their previous Giro or Giros, I should say. From, we learned a lot from 2018. I think going into 2018, the big factor and the reason we had the, the, the tactic there of going after a lot of stages is because we didn't know, I had finished seventh in the Tour de France the year before, but we, we didn't know his time trialing ability at the time. There was, uh, there was multiple time trials, uh, I think 65 kilometres in total of time trials in that Giro. And also there was the likes of Chris Froome in his heyday and also Tom Villeneuve. So we, we, were, we had a tactic of going after stages early, getting 10 seconds here, winning a stage to there. And we, we, in the end of the day, we paid for it in the back mm. end of the race. Now, I think already we, we did a very different tactic and turnaround for the Vuelta España three months later which obviously worked with great success of him winning, winning the Tour of Spain, uh, riding a lot more conservative. Uh, and that was in 2018. 2019 uh, didn't go as planned in the time trial. And we, we lost more time on the climb to San Marino than we did for the rest of the race. But there were some, some other factors in the preparation that we've learned from there as well. So I think answering your question about our tactics for this year, when there's opportunities, sure, we, we'll, go, we'll take them. But... As a team, we, you know, we've been there. We've done that, that Giro in 2018. We've won five stages, had the jersey for 14 days. But our, our, our focus is very much on, on the general classification. And, and if, if we only win one stage and win the Giro, well, then that, that'll be happy days. Whereas before, we were on a roll there. We were doing something new with Simon at, at his first Giro d'Italia. Yeah. And we've already done another two since then. And we've definitely learned. From, from 2018, and we'll be much more conservative uh, in the first two weeks. And if that means we have to let stages sail down the road, even though we think Simon can win them, then so be it. Uh, so be it. Uh, again, we look back at this interview. Uh, how do you think this is, you know, correct to what he says and oh, uh, he said earlier? Yeah, on, and they both said is absolutely. spot on. So th- spot this on. tells me that they are very much in control. They are very much a force to reckon with and it goes back to what you said uh this man here Egan Bernal is in pink nothing says that he will be in pink tonight they're or... waiting for a chink yeah. they're waiting for a little chink absolutely that's, that's it they're just sitting there now and you know Yates is he's human so he's tired as well mm-hmm. but he, he rode very good on the Zonkalan he was the next best Bernal was able to follow and then just took 10 seconds at the end or whatever it was but they're just waiting and hoping He's got a chink in the armor, yep. and this is it. This is this is since the very beginning, since before the beginning. We talk about the third week of the Giro. We hear it starts tonight. Yeah, this absolutely. Is, welcome to the third week, everyone. Even though this there's a rest it. day tomorrow, yeah, the third week starts tonight. Yeah, and the Queen stage is tonight. And as a matter of fact, uh, the next stage after the rest day, uh, I think Cam Meyer said filthy. 
He said yes. the climb. He said the climb oh, was yes, filthy. Yes. Uh, and, and that is also something to look forward to. So yeah. that sets the pace on before the race day, race day after the race mm. day. So we know like how the race day impacted someone like Remco. Yeah, he's on Pareko Yeah, he, uh, he, yeah, he hasn't. So it's like he hasn't fully recovered since that race. Absolutely. Day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that's this is uh, this is you know what's all at play tonight uh, and it's playing uh, on SBS uh, tonight uh, and it's very early actually on SBS on demand uh, because the highlights package goes at 5 o'clock but 6.40 live, live 6.40 on SBS on demand not on TV on the, wow. the catch up platform wow. and 20 past 9 uh, for the commentary uh, with Robbie and uh, Kino <sighs> on we'll SBS do, we'll do tappers yeah we'll do uh, tappers we'll do uh, ta no, we'll do um, it, tour of Italy you don't do tappers yeah, no, you do, you do do tappers down south. They do it more. We're up north. Is it called tappers? Yeah, well, it doesn't <laughs> shut up. What do you know? You're French, mate. You've, You've never, never been, been to Italy. <laughs> You've never been there. Trying to tell me. <laughs> Come on, pal. Sorry. And you, you were. Hang on. And and what's his story? Let, let's just revisit it. What percentage in your bloodstream is Italian? Fifty-one percent. That's actual fact. Go working there. There's a whole lot of stuff going on over here, people. That's what you like. That's what you like working with me. Yeah, we do. I do. Uh, no, we'll have a we'll have a, a wife from the uh, from uh, Venice. Okay, good. Okay, yeah, yeah. beautiful Pinot Grigio tappers. Any so other we... news? Let's move on. Any other news? <laughs> there is. He's pushing me along now. No, there is. Uh, Grace Brown, seventh overall Absolutely. in Burgos, plus with her stage win. Spratty went on the big attack last night. Didn't pay off in the end, but I think she was trying to set it up for Grace. Anna Vandenbregen won the stage, yeah. won the overall. The Dutch are unstoppable. They're looking good for, um, for the Olympics. And Annemiek van Vluten was second on the stage, pushed herself into second overall. Uh -huh. So that's uh, good news there, though, for the Australians and definitely certainly for Grace Brown. And they now move on to the next thing, which would be... I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Giro no, Rosa yeah. would be coming up. But everything's... Because of COVID, dates have changed and obviously an Olympic year as well, yeah. which wasn't meant to be an Olympic year. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but on, we do know there's plenty of racing yeah. coming up. Check out the uh, Cycling Central website. Mm. Everything is uh, listed there. Uh, do you we have any other news? Or no. I want to give a shout out to uh, Robert Marchand. Uh, yeah, we we just if you if you see this photo, uh, you you will love it. But Robert Marchand sadly passed away uh, at the age of 109, uh, and that, this is a tweet from the, the the French Federation giving him an homage. But uh, you know we've always been impressed with what he's done in his later years. 109. I'm just bringing some facts here uh, on screen uh, from from what he's done. That's yeah. from his Wikipedia page. But when you look at it, like. Age 35, he finished seventh in the Grand Prix de Nation in 1946. 1946. And he only stopped, only stopped, go all the way to the end. He only stopped riding after his 108th birthday. Yeah. And not for physical, it's because hearing loss. <laughs> <laughs> he could not hear the cars. Oh, uh, that, is, so, you know, that is a beautiful way. Yeah. We, we, we laugh in jest because it's what a, what a, what a, life he must have lived yeah absolutely and he gave us all gave everyone in the cycling world so much joy and he's he's, he's broken some uh some hour record 100 yes. kilometers I mean, record. That, yeah that's where he sort of the we've suddenly heard of this guy yeah. i mean nah beautiful way to yeah, absolutely show mate anyway tomorrow is the rest day but what a stage we have on tonight remember uh where to look for uh sbs on demand early 6 40 on sbs on demand that's really easy I'm going to help you. It's antipasto plateau. This is what you want. You don't want, you don't want this. You want an okay, antipasto you're right, plateau. You're right. Antipasti. Antipasti. That's all right. You don't okay. want, you, you don't want hamon. You want your parma ham. Anyway. <laughs>
Thank you for joining us. Rest Pleasure. day tomorrow. We'll see if we got uh, lunch or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but next show is, of course, on Wednesday, 4 yes. p.m., back on the social media live here on SBS. But until then, it's bye for now. Remember, you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this uh, podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral. And you can log a ride with your friends at Zwift. Until Wednesday, tune in tonight. Bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. When it comes to sport, I always tell my kids, rule number one, have fun. On Zwift, fun is fast. Tour de France winner, Geraint Thomas uses it. So too does Matthew van der Poel and Australia's Neve Bradbury Zwifted her way to a world tour contract. One of my favorite things on Zwift is seeing the flags of people from all around the globe that I get the chance to ride with. I love the structured workouts, doing meetup rides with friends, and when I'm feeling strong, doing a few races. They definitely hurt, but they are fun. It's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.